Welcome to the Crushing Cashflow Podcast, where we share phenomenal advice and dozens of decades of wisdom from investors and entrepreneurs of all types and all stages of their journeys. We'll cover many forms of cash flowing assets, such as real estate, stock investing, entrepreneurship, and general finance guidance. Listen in and learn from those who are crushing it out there, as well as those who have been crushed by business or their investments. Now, here's your host, Andrew Shutsky. Welcome back to another episode of Crushing Cashflow. With me today is a very special guest, Mr. Rod Cleef. In case you're living under a rock, you haven't heard of Rod, we'll get to hear his story in a minute, but Rod, we're so gracious to have you here today. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Let's have some fun today. Absolutely. It's all about that. So let me give you a little bit of background about Rod. Like I said, if you haven't heard, you're missing out completely, but crazy story, crazy backstory. We'll hear more about that in a second. So Rod's a multiple business owner and philanthropist who is passionate about business, high performance, and real estate and giving back to his community, which is really awesome. He's one of the country's top business, real estate, and peak performance luminaries. He's okay, over- okay, 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 enough, enough. Let me tell my story. All right, all right. I, it's all right. painful to hear that. It's Dig painful. <laughs> let's start with just a one-liner. You know, you went from, you know, being, well, not went from, build a huge real estate empire mm-hmm. and kind of went down in, in the ditches in the late- Got my days. ass handed to me is the one-liner. <laughs> $50 million deficit, right? Yeah. So let's take it from there. You tell the story much better than I could. All right. I'll give All the right. reins to you. No, yeah. thanks, bud. I didn't want to put your peeps to sleep with that bio. So I immigrated this country when I was six years old. My brother, Albert, my mother's Vancha was born in the Netherlands, you know, wooden shoes, windmills. And we ended up in Denver, Colorado. And we really struggled when we first got there. We ate expired food. We went, there was an expired food store, which was around back then. There was powdered milk in our cereal in the morning because that's all we could afford, which sounds better than it is. I wore clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school till I lied about my age at Burger King when I was 14 so I could get a job finally and you know, buy clothes and buy a car ultimately when I turned 15, which is when I bought it. <laughs> and I actually wrecked it before I got my driver's license <laughs> when I was awesome. 15 because parents went out of town. And yeah, anyway, I digress. So, you know, what's interesting though is my mom had an incredible work ethic. So she babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat. And she was an entrepreneur with her babysitting money. She invested in the stock market. I remember it made money. She also invested in real estate. And the first acquisition she made was right across the street, a house across the street from a family called the Jewels. And she bought it when I was 14 for about 30 grand. When I was 17, she told me she'd made $20,000 in her sleep that it had gone up in value 20 grand. I'm like, what? Not bad. You made 20,000? You didn't do a damn thing? Forget college, mom. I'm getting into real estate. So- I got my real estate license, my broker's license, right when I turned 18, which you could do back then. I could actually have my own office. They allows you to do it with education. Now they got smart and you need some experience, but I was a broker and I was going to be rich in real estate. Well, my first year in real estate, I made about eight to 10 grand. My second year, maybe 10 to 11 grand. Mm -hmm. My third year though, I made over a hundred thousand dollars. So what happened between year two and year three that caused me to 10X my income? Well, what happened was I met a guy, I was dating his daughter, and he taught me about the importance of mindset and psychology and how really 80 to 90% of your success in anything is just that, your mindset and psychology. You know, fast forward to today, I've now owned a couple thousand houses. You know, I've owned thousands of apartment units and 
In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. Not too bad. And, Not too bad. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I was like, wow. And you know, and I got a head so big, I could barely fit it through a door. I thought I was a freaking real estate god. And Naturally. You know, when that happens, God or the universe will give you a nice little smack. Yep. Well, that was 2008. And that's when I lost 50 million bucks. And that's conservatively. And so, you know, one of the things I'm known for in my podcast is talking about the mindset it took to have 50 million to lose in the first place. But then as importantly, maybe more importantly, the mindset it took to recover, you know, I thought I was set for life and, you know, and it was no fun to go through that. But, you know, so happy to drill down on that topic with you, Andrew, if you like. I'd love to, you know, take us where you were at, you know, you're pointing a very, very low period in your life at that point, mm -hmm. you know, was it an immediate turnaround? How did you get through it? Sure, sure, sure. Great question, actually. You know, so there were several things that helped me get past it because it's very easy. It's a natural human tendency to focus on the negative. You know, it could have become my story. You know, you got to be very, very careful what you allow to be your story or my identity, even. You know, some people will have their business endeavor, their entrepreneurial endeavor be their identity. And you can't do that. It's got to be your vehicle because the vehicle can crash and burn. But yeah. if you crash and burn, you know, then you're a failure. Otherwise, you know, you're just having a set. Back. I call them seminars. You know, I don't call them failures. And that was a fifty million dollars seminar. I mean, it was it was a very <laughs> educational one. Anyway, but you know, and I've built just I'm a serial entrepreneur as well, and I've built twenty seven businesses. I was shocked when I counted them once a few months ago, and you know, several have been worth tens of millions of dollars. Most <laughs> have been spectacular, flaming seminars. But we fail our way to success, right? Yep. You know, I mean, it's never you know an entrepreneur is like a shark; they only die if they stop swimming. And so, but anyway. So what happened back then was I reassociated with what I wanted and why I wanted it, mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons that my boot camps, one of the first things we do is this goal setting session on steroids. Okay. And in fact, I've got, by the way, on that, on that note, I've got a boot camp coming up in Denver, July 28th, 29th, and 30th. And I'll give your peeps a hell of a deal on it, but you know, you got to know what it is you want. Right. And if you have something negative happen to you, it's important to reassociate with what you want, not what you don't want. Very easy to, for me to to focus on loss back then instead of what I wanted again. So that was a big piece is getting aligned on what I wanted. And if you'd like, I can define, you know, so I, I spend about an hour and a half on that process at my boot camps, but I could define what it is that I do probably in about 10 minutes, if you'd like me to describe that goal setting process, it's a very powerful process. So I'm happy to do that. If you'd like me to do that real quick. Let's jump in as I think okay. there's All no right. other takeaway that's okay. actually powerful in itself. Right. You don't want to overwhelm people with 10 things. That'd be a great one to focus on. Let's sure, sure. Yeah. Well, so here's what you do, guys. And by the way, if you DM me on any social channel and just say, send me your goal setting link. I did this on January 1st in my official Facebook page. And I did it with you know a, a guide that you can fill out and music and it was professionally done. It's really nice. But awesome. here it is. It's not like rocket science. You basically sit down and you carve out an hour when you're going to be in an uninterrupted. You make sure you've got a lot of energy. You make sure you're well hydrated as I get a drink of water. Taking a swig and, himself. <laughs> and, you, and you sit down and you write down everything you could ever possibly want in life. All the stuff. And here's what's important. You know, people spend more time planning a freaking birthday party than they do designing their lives. This is designing your life. So take the lid off your brain. Imagine it. If you write it down, you're going to get it, which is not outside the realm of reality because there's truly nothing you can't do, be, or have. 
Hey, Rod, so, let, me, let me ask you a question. When's the yeah. best time to do this? Is it the start of a new I, year? It depends it? on when you have the most energy. Yeah. Oh, you mean time in the calendar. I, yeah, in, calendar. The day, yeah. in the day, you do it when you have the most energy. For me, it's the morning. Now, as time of the year, certainly, I'd say before the end of the year. You know, And that's why I did it on January 1st on my Rod Cleef official page the year before I did it on the second year before I did it on the first because just what it, the day fell on. But sure. the point is, you know, I mean, I did it publicly for other people to participate in and get value from. But the point is, is, you know, I encourage you to, frankly, you should do this process more than once a year. Okay. You should get realigned on what you want because your goals change and you'll find it's never about the goals. It's about who you become on your path to the goals. But anyway, so you sit down and you write down everything you could ever want. The houses, the cars, the boats, the jet skis, the planes, whatever, jewelry, clothing, yeah. everything, small, big, large, how much cash flow you want from your investments in three years, maybe again in 10 years, how much cash flow you want, how much money you want in the bank in three years and in 10 years, but don't limit yourself. You want a private island, a jet, a yacht, write it down. Because mm -hmm. again, it that starts the process. What it does is it triggers something in your brain called your reticular activating system. And what that describes is this subconscious filter in your brain. You're not conscious of it, but it points you in the direction that you're interested in. Like, you know, the greatest example is when you first buy a car, you really never noticed them that much before. Then when you buy it, you see them everywhere. Were they there before? Of course they were. That's your reticular activating system at work. And it works the same way with your goals. So write down everything you could want. And again, if you're analytical, don't stop and analyze your answers. Just keep writing, keep high energy so and brain you can yep. scratch it out later. Right. Mm -hmm. Then also write down everything you want to do, the places you want to go. You want to climb mountains, you know, jump out of an airplane. I did that a few years ago. I'll never do it again, but whatever <laughs> you want to do, write that down, write down places you want to travel, you want to write a book, whatever it is, just write that down. So it's not just the stuff. It's everything you want to do, be, or have. So then once you can't think of another thing there, write down what you want to learn in this lifetime. You know, if you want to learn a skill set or a foreign language, if you want to learn multifamily, for God's sakes, come to my boot camp. I'll just tell you real quick, it's three days. If you text the word ROD to 72345, you can come for $197. I mean, it's and, it's, and I don't sell anything there. It's truly a no brainer. I mean, it is just total. It's drinking through a fire hose, though. I will tell you that. I've had thousands of people attend, never had a complaint other than the room's too cold or the food was shitty or something like that. It's never <laughs> about the content. But anyway, so you've written down all the things you want to get, you know, all the stuff. You've written down all the things you want to do. You've written down what you want to learn. Lastly, you write down who you want to help. We will do more for others than we'll ever do for ourselves. And you want to use this. This is the fuel, right? This is what gets you going. This is what creates that burning desire that Napoleon Hill talks about in his book, Think and Grow Rich. You got to want it to push through fear and limiting beliefs or to get uncomfortable. You got to want it. And so this is what creates that. So you write down who you want to help. Like I bought my parents a house here on a canal when my dad was alive, bought him a car, took him on cruises. So you write down who you want to help. All right. Once you can't think of another thing, it's just a couple more steps. You need to put a time limit on each goal and just do it in years. So put a one, a three, a five, even a 10 or a 20 next to your goals, recognizing that as human beings, we have a tendency to overestimate what we can do in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in five, 10, 20 years. I'll give you an example. When I lived in Denver, I knew I always wanted to live on the beach and there's no beach in Denver. And so, you know, I would visualize the palm trees and the sand and the surf and all of that. And 20 years later, I built this incredible $8 million mansion on the beach that was unthinkable when I was 18. You know, I mean, I had the beach on one side. I had my boats on the backside. It was called a Gulf to Bay. It was a slice through an island. It was just spectacular. But again, so this, please know, I'm going to give you some other examples. This is not me bragging. I just hope to inspire you. Just replace what I 
mentioned with what things that you want. And so you've got a time limit on each, each goal. Now you pick your number one goal. I mean, that goal, when you get it, you're like, oh my God, you know, you've arrived when you achieve that goal. Put that on a separate sheet of paper. Then pick your top three one-year goals. Put those on a separate sheet of paper and leave some room in between them. So you've got now your number one goal and your top three one-year goals. At this point, you are literally ahead of 99.9% of the people on the planet that do a New Year's resolution that's forgotten by February, right? But there's a couple more quick steps. One is you need to write down why each one of those goals is an absolute freaking must to achieve and use emotionally charged words. Words are very powerful. Words like beautiful and amazing and incredible. So you might say, so I can show my kids what amazing abundance looks like. So I can show my wife what it means to live a life of incredible success. So we can have the freedom to do whatever we want, whenever we want, wherever we want, bring whoever we want, whatever's going to juice you, write that down, okay? And once you've got a couple of sentences, at least under each goal for the reasons you must achieve them, I want you to flip it. And I want you to put some pain in there if you don't achieve the goal and make it freaking hurt, okay? So I don't feel like a failure. So I don't fail my kids. So I don't fail my husband or wife, you know, so I don't live a life of regret, And here's why. As human beings, we will do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure. So we want to use this. Again, this is what's going to get our butts out of bed early in the morning to go crush it, to go grind for a few years like most people won't so we can live the rest of our lives like most people can't. So use that regret and fear of failure. You know, there was this nurse in Australia named Bronnie Ware. She was a hospice nurse. So she was taking care of patients when they were about to, you know, die. And she asked him a question, Andrew, and it was, you know, do you have any regrets? And she wrote a book about it. It's called The Five Regrets of Dying. You know what the number one regret was? Not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not doing what I know I'm capable of. I can't think of anything worse than that. So if you're listening to this Mm -hmm. and you're afraid of failure, I hope you've gotten the memo that you don't fear failure. You grow. It's a seminar. You get past it and you move on. If you lose more than 50 million bucks, then you come talk to me and make me feel better about what I did. But the point is, don't fear failure. Fear freaking regret. Okay. And then lastly, once you've got your eyes down there, get pictures of your goals. Okay. I'll give you some examples of this or get a token or make a declaration. Jim Carrey, the actor, the comedian, when he was flat broke, wrote himself a check for $10 million. And he used to go up by the Hollywood sign and he'd visualize cashing that check. That's how much money he made for Dumb and Dumber. Another example, more recent, Demi Lovato. When she was unknown 12 years ago, posted on social media, one day I'm going to sing the national anthem in the Super Bowl. Go watch a couple Super Bowls ago and see who sang it. I'll give you personal examples for me. Back when I was 18, I figured I had to have a four-door car to show houses because, again, I was a real estate broker, right? So I got this bone-ugly Ford Granada, piece of crap, bench seat in the front, but I figured I had to have that. Well, the guy I was telling you about that taught me about mindset, you know, I was dating his daughter. He let me drive one of his two Corvettes, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So I got a picture out of a magazine of a Corvette. They didn't have, internet hadn't been thought of yet, out of a magazine, put it on the visor of that bone ugly Granada. Every time I sat in the car, it was right there in front of my face. Within a year or two, I had a beautiful Corvette. I'll give you a couple more examples. Again, it's not me bragging, please. This stuff doesn't interest me anymore. But this is back when the TV show Magnum PI was out there. And it was an actor named Tom Selleck, detective sure. in Hawaii, I think. And he drove this Ferrari 308. It's the first time I saw an exotic car. I'm like, oh my God. So I got a picture of that car, actual car, out of a magazine, put it on the visor of my Corvette within a year or two out of Maserati, looked just like it. Last example. 
I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini. I had posters in my room. And what's interesting is my son collected models of exotic cars. He had about, I don't know, about 30, you know, McLarens and Porsches and Ferraris and so on and so forth. And he had a model, the exact same color and style Lamborghini that I ended up getting, which I wrecked, but I, I don't have it here. I actually have it in the other building here at my compound. In fact, let me show you something. Here's my planner. In the back of this thing, I've got, and you're going to put this on YouTube, which yep. we talked about already. But I did. Uh, I got to step my the, hand up Exactly. <laughs> in the yes. back of this thing, I've got pictures that have been in here for 20 years. Okay. The first pictures are my gratitude pictures. Now, why is this important? These are pictures of my kids when they were very young. My daughter is now 30. My son's 26. You can see these are real old pictures, but everything you get in life comes from gratitude. Okay. This is how you manifest what you want in life. You can do it through prayer you can do it through visualization. So, and then I've got pictures of the things that I wanted in here. So you got to do gratitude first. This top picture looks just like that house I built on the beach. I had 10 foot high glass like that, that was butt together, 85 feet of that. I had travertine floors. I lost that house and all the craziness. Now I live in a compound now. I've got six buildings. I've got a big main house and a guest house on the water and a media building with a video studio I built because I had to innovate when COVID happened. And what's crazy is look at those bottom pictures, Andrew. You can see those white walls. See those white stone walls? That's my backyard. See the white stone wall? Is that freaking crazy where I live now? I mean, this is before I ever had any of this stuff. And then I've got, you know, stupid crap like watches. I have a few hundred thousand dollars of the watches, which I still do love that. I buy watches still. But there's a Lamborghini Lamborghini before I ever got it. You know, the Rolls, the Bentley, all the stupid crap that I thought was important at one time. But I got it because I had pictures. So get pictures, put them around you. And even if they go into your peripheral after a while, your brain still sees them. I mean, I know I've lost a few of you analytical ones like, oh, this is too freaking foofy for me. Well, big mistake. Okay. Because again, this is how I made it happen twice so far. Well, more than twice. I've had more than the two setbacks in my life, but is reassociating with the goals. So that's it on goals. You know, there are a couple other things that are super important. Your peer group is super important. I was around a group that was thriving back then. I joined a mastermind. It was actually Tony Robbins' mastermind, his platinum partnership back then. And so I was around people that were killing it through then. And you want to be around people like that because, yep. you know, they're like, okay, 50 million, million, whatever, shut up and go get back to work and make things happen. You know, don't yep. quit crying. Don't cry in your milk, just get going. And so, you know, who you hang out with is who you become. And so be very, very selective who you allow to influence you, especially when you have a dream. When you have a dream, it's a fragile thread. And so be around people that aren't afraid of your growth. You know, I've got a, coaching program, call them my warriors. I've got about a thousand of them around the country. And I'll tell you something I'm super proud of. I've only been teaching four years. They now own well over 55,000 units. So I think one of my greatest accomplishments besides my kids. And it's because of that peer group. You know, there's every day there are posts in there, you know, people buying units and everybody praising them and holding each other accountable and validating and so on and so forth. And so again, you know, and sometimes those naysayers are family. Choose your family. You love your family, but choose your peers. Choose who you want to influence you. Yeah. Really powerful. That was a great crash course, Rod. And I've been to your boot camp. I think back in 2020, it was really awesome. Don't give too oh, no much kidding. away here for free. Oh, right? no kidding. Oh, wow. <laughs> you forgot to remind me of that. I'd forgotten oh, you been good. to one. No, but, but okay. for our listeners, that's a great primer, a great crash Thank course. You. But if you want the 80% of the rest of the details, check it out for sure. I got Thank two you. simple questions for you. Sure, you sure. achieved tons and tons of success throughout your life. You probably checked every box from the material side to helping others that are out there. What keeps you going now? What fuels Rod Khalif today oh, after all question. that success? Yeah, that's a great question. In fact, 
Before I answer that question, I want to talk about something else that relates to goals because you said giving back. So, you know, I built that house on the beach. Okay. I worked for it for 20 freaking years. Okay. Two months after I moved in, just to describe this place, giant waterfall from a second floor balcony to the pool. You had to go through the waterfall to get to the pools and magazines. I mean, it had a wine cellar. It had an elevator. It had, I mean, just on the second floor, there was an aquarium that I had built around the spiral staircase that went up through the middle of the house. The aquarium cost me almost 200 grand. So that gives you an idea of the house. So two months after I moved in, I'm floating in the pool at night. My family's inside sleeping and I'm looking up at this incredible property, but it was really a testament to my ego. I built this place to prove the world I was good enough. And that's the truth of it. And I got depressed. And I don't mean just a little bummed. I mean, I was really bummed. And so I was like, what the heck's going on? I've just achieved success like times a thousand. How could I feel bad? Well, that's what I want to share with your listeners real quick. And that is, you know, I was successful, but I was unfulfilled. And Tony Robbins calls it the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. Achievement really is a science. For example, you want to learn multifamily, come to my freaking boot camp. I'll give you the roadmap and you just got to go do it. That's the bottom line. You just have to do it. There's no secret sauce to it. You just have to take massive action. But fulfillment really is an art because you have to discover what you're passionate about. And so I went and saw Tony that year, actually, and saw that he fed families for the holidays. And so I thought, you know, what a concept, do something for someone else. And embarrassed to say I had to be 40 to get that memo. But so I called my brother in Denver and I said, let's feed five families for Thanksgiving because I was flying up there for Thanksgiving. And so he went to his church and found five families that really needed help. Third family changed my life. We show up there with big boxes of food, frozen turkey, toys for her kids. There was this woman with five kids in this crappy one bedroom place. And she came out and started crying when she saw the food. And all the stuff, her kids came out, a couple of the older ones started crying. I started crying and I was hooked. And so I'm blessed to say in the last 22 years, we've now fed over 110,000, probably more than that actually, children here in Sarasota and Bradenton. We've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies for local kids. We've done tens of thousands of teddy bears to the local police departments for their officers exactly. to keep them in a vehicle. And again, I'm not bragging here. There's a message here. And the message is, you know, you might be like I was young and full of piss and vinegar, blood dripping from your teeth. You want this success so freaking bad. If you're not giving back in some fashion right now, do it immediately. Find something you're passionate about. And there's a reason why. Find something you're passionate about. Children like me, the elderly, the environment, animals, I don't care what it is, and do something right now to give back to that. Why? Because we've been taught to achieve to be happy. You feel like we have to achieve before we can be happy. That was my mindset. If you are giving back, you're happily achieving. I know it's a play on words, but it's important play on words because when you give, and I don't, don't tell me you'll do it when you have money, do it right now because the money will come faster. Your success will come faster. Now you don't do it for that reason, but, but do it, give back right now and you'll thank me. And because you'll be happily achieving, you'll be fulfilled while you're on this journey. Anyway. So That's really you, had asked, you had asked a question that I circumvented to give you that. My question was what fuels and motivates you. Oh, that's right. You indirectly came back to that. Yes. That is part of the answer for sure. Giving back. But behind me on the wall, you can see some of the hundreds of thank you cards. The whole wall behind me is covered. You can't see it. It goes all the way the other end. That's cool. Thank you cards that I've gotten from people whose lives have been impacted by my work. And this is not ego again, but let me just tell you this. One of my greatest gifts, greatest gifts in life is I probably get five to 10 
things a day, love from people whose lives have been impacted, thanking me for my work. And I get gifts, I get cards, and I get emails, I get DMs, literally at least five, very often more than 10 a day. And so I'm freaking addicted. That's why my wife puts up with me working Sundays and you know, and yeah. you know, when you love what you do, you never work another day in your life, right? So That's awesome. you know, besides actively buying very, you know, we're absolutely buying. I've got an awesome team, you know, hunting assets. Of course, I teach my boot camps. And like I said, if you can come to Denver July 28th, 29th, 30th, I promise you you'll be glad you came. In fact, if you come, enjoy the whole thing and you don't love it, let me know. I'll give you your money back. I don't mean like it, I mean love it. Okay. So, but again, just text ROD to 72345 or go to multifamilybootcamp.com to come. The price will go up by the time this airs, it should still be 197. Well, what a great way to kind of wrap up the show. It's a great offer from Rod. Take him up on that for sure. Rod, thanks thanks so much for joining. As we wrap up, you know, if someone can't join the bootcamp, they may regret it, but how else do they get in contact with you? What's the best? Sure. Sure. So go to realestatewithrod.com, realestatewithrod. That's my website, rodcleaf.com, but nobody can spell my name. So just go to realestatewithrod. (laughs) Not that hard. And there's so much, there's so much incredible content there, free content. I said incredible because I wrote it, but (laughs) there's so much free content there, you know, books and videos and articles and just stuff to help you. Lots of resources there. So it's a great resource for you if you're interested in this business. Of course, my podcast, Lifetime Cash Flow Through Real Estate Investing. We just broke 12 million downloads. Wow. And I do these clips every week called Own Your Power about just that owning your power. And so, you know, even if you're not interested in multifamily, come listen to those clips. I'll juice you once a week, five minutes is all it takes. And they're very motivational. People rave about them. And so I think you'd enjoy my podcast as well. Thanks so much for joining us, Rod. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Thanks, brother. Thanks for listening in with us for another episode of the Crushing Cashflow Podcast. We have a small favor to ask of all of our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Each subscription and rating will help us massively toward our goal of helping reach as many listeners as possible each week. Thank you very much once again for listening. We're thrilled to have you with us as part of this journey, and we can't wait to share more of these stories with you. Stay tuned for much more to come.